When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. And we are recording with Mr. George Webb and Harry the Greek should be joining us, but you had just said that a story about someone in a Mini Cooper getting blown up, and I have no idea anything about that. I've been unplugged this whole weekend, as always, so it's Monday, August 22nd for future listeners. So what in the fuck happened? Yeah, so it's kind of a horrible story. Um, the uh, There's a... A guy named, uh, I think his name's Alexander Dugan, but he's a kind of a big sky thinker on the other side on for Putin. They call him Putin's Rasputin. Okay. And he's mind control. Some people even say he has over Putin. But uh, he says, you know, the old Russia, we should take back the old Soviet borders and all that kind of stuff. And nobody really takes him that seriously. I don't think, I don't think Putin takes him that seriously. I think just Putin is like, Hey, no more biolabs on another NATO border. You know, that's kind of where Putin's at, but his daughter was interesting. Um, and his daughter died in, um, somebody put a C4 type bomb, a magnet on the bottom of her car. Um, and he was supposed to be in it as well as her leaving one event late at night. Uh, but it blew up, exploded outside of Moscow. She was a journalist, the daughter of Dugan. And she had a big website uh, called United World. And she, she wasn't as big as like, um, well, she was like maybe like you and me together. <laughs> you know, she wasn't like dominant or anything uh, like, you know, Rush Limbaugh or anything. Sure. But she was fairly well known inside of Russia. Uh, but she was more the, hey, um, we need to have sovereignty and nations need to be able to decide for themselves. And if there's a part of eastern Ukraine that wants sovereignty from the guys, the, the neo-Nazis, Kolomoisky and the gang, um, they should be have that sort of like a uh, states rights kind of thing. We should have a little bit of autonomy over the Donbass, we should be able to, for instance, speak Russian in the schools and, you know, uh, our right to water for Crimea should never be, you know, the water shouldn't be diverted, stuff like that. And um, so she wasn't nearly as, um, you know, she wasn't nearly as idealistic or ideologic as her father. She was much more practical. And I think, you know, if I was the KGB of the old uh, not KGB, but if I was Ukraine of old or Ukraine of now, I would have gone for the girl because she's the one who recruits young men. Since then, the Russian Ministry of Defense has come out and said they suspect um, the uh, defense forces or the information intelligence agencies of Ukraine and her murder. Um, they use they they have a they know the name of the person who did it. They know the three different. License plates they use. They even use the James Bond type license plate flipper yeah. uh, from Ukraine to then they went to Kazakhstan and then they used a Russian license to come all the way in. So it was very sophisticated, but the Russian intelligence services have figured out who the murderer is already. Now, do you think she was the target or do you think that that she was a journalist was just, you know, a side effect, but that they're actually, they were actually going for the dad? Or do you think uh, they I, wanted her to? I think they thought they were going to get them both. Okay. Um, like I said, if I was going for anybody, I'd go for the woman because she's the one talking to the young men your age saying, hey, dude, volunteer. You know, yeah. go, you know, if you're, you know, eight years of ethnic cleansing in the Donbass, you know, go defend your homeland. Uh, so that's how I think Russians think about the Donbass. They don't think about anything west of the Dnieper like that. But everything like uh, Donbass, they they think of Rush as it being Russian or a Russian satellite. Um, so, anyway, we'll see what he says in the coming days. But the, the man, the 
Russian information uh, intelligence services figure this out so quickly. Uh, I this is blowback like you never want. Yeah. You never want the next day saying, "Oh, it's this guy who's in your intelligence service. Here's the license plate he used. Here's the route he, you know." Yeah. Looks bad. Yeah. Now, what do you think about uh? Because I looked at Harry the Greeks thing earlier. What do you think about uh uh? Where is it? NATO expanding. Yeah. I think he, what, where is it? Excuse me. Um, he, he might have, I, I, I can give people an update of NATO expanding to Australia, Indonesia, Japan, Korea, and New Zealand. This is the current NATO expansion plan on in the, in the NATO secretary general's press conference at NATO in Madrid on 29 June, 2022, they discussed the expansion of NATO to Australia, Indonesia, Japan, Korea, and New Zealand. Yeah, I think, uh, you know, as Henry Kissinger would say, is global alliances are really military alliances and military alliances are really way a way of taking away sovereignty of the individual countries Yeah, uh, at the end of the day. And there was a NATO type organization in Southeast Asia called Seattle, uh, which uh, was formed after like uh, the Korean invasion, I believe, is kind of what kicked it off. And then it kind of fell apart after Vietnam because of the corruption involved in Vietnam. But S-E-A-T-O. So to us old geezers, this is nothing new. We, we had this before. But what this does do is, again, with Article 5 saying attack on one is attack on all. Now, um, let's say China moves on Hong Kong or or one of those islands, those channel islands, or even bigger Taiwan, an attack on one is an attack on all. So now we're going like British uh, folks or British young men like yourself are going to be going to Ukraine here pretty quick uh, in their scheme. So how far do we want to go with this? I, I realize you're probably past draft age now because you shouldn't keep throwing. I think I, I, think I am 32. Yeah. Am I good. I, I keep throwing you in the bucket. I'm no, sorry. I think I think I'm free. I think I broke through. <laughs> you, you made it, Tommy. I cleared it. I cleared it. All right, boys. <laughs> We're going to be commentators for life now. Yeah. Uh, well, like I those old guys drinking tea, you know, all quiet on the Western Front when Paul, uh, Paul goes back to his hometown in between deployments and just sees old guys drinking tea and smoking cigars. And they're like, we really need to take this part of the country. And he's like, these guys are just talking about like the slaughter of millions. Like it's a chess game. That's going to be me and George. We're going to be sitting in some picturesque European town being like, I really think we should take the Donbass. Like, <laughs> well, you know, Renee Lamarck writes that incredible all quiet on the Western front. Right. And, but what I love about that scene where he goes back is he tells all of them off. Paul tells all of them off. Yeah. In the bar, and he says, you guys don't know anything about war or anything about anything. <laughs> you know, it's all just people dying it's and bleeding to death water. and crying and what wailing like babies, you know, and I, I don't think that's changed. I don't think that's changed. So it's really good to read novels sometimes if you, um, because I don't know if Lamarck actually served in the previous war. Uh, he did a, some poems, I think, about Massacre of the Innocents and all that. Uh, but I don't know if he had any uh, Prussian War experience or not. It'd be interesting to look up. But hmm. but I, I try to read those guys because it makes me a more informed coffee drinker. Yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> I didn't go, and my brother did, and my brother got shot down. <laughs> And every time it comes up, did you go to serve? I go, no, I went to play basketball at Miami University and my brother got shot down in Central America. <laughs> you know, so uh, very honorably, by the way, very honorably and uh, escaped after 17 days. So thanks, Delta Force uh, and young guys like you who came and got him. But um, it, it does remind you war is a really horrible, ugly thing. What, and that's that's what's where, happening. Where was your brother shot down? When? Uh, it was uh, 81, 82, uh, something like that. Um, he was um, in Honduras. He was actually in Nicaragua, I think. Um, they were doing the border. Um, he was a real whiz in radio. So um, 
they they would bring him along and he would swing the azimuth you know they out in the middle of the jungle you have to swing the azimuth to figure out where you want your uh i don't know anything beyond that yeah but i know i know you have to do that and um they got hit in the radiator and i i talked to a, i interviewed a helicopter pilot actually uh a couple of days ago and he said that you can actually fly with the radiator out uh on the batteries uh but you have to practice um and the problem they had was jungle canopy everywhere so where do you land and 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 so i i don't he didn't crash land uh but then you're you know you're behind enemy lines and they got captured so and Delta went in and got him. Delta went went in and and got him. There was another one. Um, that was one trip where Delta went and got him. But there was another one where they were held, I I believe, for seventeen days, and John Kerry negotiated their release. Ah, oh, nice. Because my father was a ham radio operator as well, and that's how we found out that he was out. Oh. Now I'm trying to. Rem- I was in college, so I'm getting this secondhand through my dad. But somehow he was on the radio and found out through a, kind of a tag network that my brother got out. So, uh, but the Delta Force came and got him once. I know. So, you know, the thing is that you know if you watch the movies. <laughs> you're always on a nice tarmac and there's always all these radars spinning. Mm -hmm. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Yeah, it always seems like a very neat cutout. Hey, if we if we have any problem, look at all these guys that are going to come get us. When you go down in the jungle, unfortunately, nobody can see you at that point. Satellites are probably better now with infrared. I think Harry's Harry, are you there? I'm there, but I, I can't see you guys, but I can hear you fine. Okay, I'll stop talking then, and I'll let you. the The whole audience is is probably on their edge of the seat, waiting for you to talk. So I'll I'll stop talking. No, go ahead, finish up. They can wait. Well, um, I was just telling old war stories, and I might be mangling them, but uh, um, you know, Harry, you've been doing a lot of great stuff about this about Southeast Asia and 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 NATO expansion there, and. And human trafficking and the organ trade. Yeah. Why don't you talk about your latest articles on uh, on your blog? <laughs> well, the one I'm working on right now, it's not on my blog. It's, it's, uh, it has to do with the um, European Adoption Consultants case. Friday, the uh, court changed the uh, sentencing date on uh, Deborah Paris from the 10th to September 8th. And in the process, the FBI and the uh, the local uh, Cleveland office of the FBI had their uh, head person running the office replaced, and the head prosecutor was also replaced. So I'm in the middle of firming up all that. So basically, the guy that uh, uh, I've been able to identify who's replacing who, so I'm trying to get the accurate descriptions to figure out uh, why at this later date all this stuff has changed. But uh, to get back to the uh, Indonesia story, um, I I was stunned to find a video from uh, the uh, Indonesia civil military force. They're actually stronger than the, uh, called Guarda. And uh, they're actually more powerful than their military because uh, they can do whatever they want and get away with it. Sounds familiar, huh? And uh, there, there's a picture on the uh, Indonesia channel. There's uh, General Charlie Flynn sitting in a cockpit with his Pacific uh, command patch on his right arm. And the date on this thing was August 12th, which means they're still there on maneuvers. Uh, training uh, uh, this uh, civilian police force uh, at a moment's notice to come over here if and when 
uh, their call to replace our local police departments because they, uh, policemen are leaving the forces higher, uh, faster rate than uh, what they can hire them in at. And uh, nothing's been done about uh, serious crime in any of these big cities. Yeah, I saw the patch. I saw the patch on Flynn's arm, which was 82nd Airborne. I think Jeff Prather uh, positively, who was in Special Forces, uh, positively identified that. Uh, so Correct. it was it was Michael Flynn flying the helicopter and Blackwater as Charlie, you know. Charlie, oh, Charlie. I apologize, His brother Charlie, brother Charlie. Okay. His um, guy was ahead of J J six, right? Uh, uh, yes. Security, but uh, they had a huge Blackwater had a huge training camp, and they've always threatened to use Blackwater in civil disobedience. They used Blackwater even in a civil thing when we had the flood uh, down with Katrina in New Orleans. So this is this is not something that hasn't been done before, right? Well, you cover you're doing a lot of covering this stuff too with your sources that you had uh, in Florida, the, uh, uh, the, the terrorists that destroyed the uh, Twin Towers, uh, how, the, how our law enforcement just ignored the, the, the training sessions in Florida and nothing's changed. They haven't done anything uh, to uh, uh, close that loophole. And uh, who knows how many uh, non-citizens are over here training uh, on the uh, Oh, I'm trying to think of what our uh, attorney general called this domestic violence, domestic terrorism, whatever he's calling it. Yeah, I, I interviewed a gal who was the um, uh, mother of a pilot, a Navy pilot, and also went out to the Marine base. I think at that time was at Miramar. And I can't remember if it was El Cajon or one of those airports where two of the 9-11 hijackers got their training, uh, but somebody will know. And I think it's El Cajon for some reason is what rings a, a bell. But Bob Mueller, none other than Bob Mueller, was paying their apartment bill. Really? <laughs> Under the auspices that he was going to infiltrate these two guys into the hijacker network to prevent them from flying planes into skyscrapers. Huh. Oh, yeah. For two years. Yeah, well. Yeah, well, George, <laughs> that didn't work out too well, did it, Bob? Funny, funny how that works out. Tommy, I'm sorry. I just he mentioned he mentioned. No, keep know, keep going. I'm I'm, I'm an Ada, and I I just had to go from there. But you know, you you talked about uh, this guy, this these civilian defense forces, the Garda, um, and I, you know, it seemed to be like the number one recruiting ground for Blackwater. It, it seemed like to be like a revolving door for Blackwater. I mean, I think you had to change your patch and it's a Velcro patch, literally. So, uh, well, um, I'm, I'm looking at the patch of, of their force right now. The, the fellow's name, uh, his first name's Andika. I forget his last name. Uh, his patch is letter T is in Tom, N is in Nancy, I is in intelligence, space AD. And let me get his last name here, but he's actually shaking hands with, uh, uh, Mark Miley, um, Mark Milley, excuse me. Uh, he's supposed to be in charge of our military as chairman of the Joint Chief of Staff. Hmm. And uh, he was there. Let me check the date of the story here. About two weeks ago? Jeez, oh, man. Um, yeah, th th this is serious stuff. And uh, in Indonesia, it's prime. It, it, it's a... It's a country with uh, at least 14,000 islands. So you could have uh, covert operations that, you know, even the Indonesian government's unaware of. So uh, you could have all kinds of uh, uh, undetected uh, type of things. Uh, and, and none of us, it's really going to be any good. And uh, oh, let's see. Andika Prakasa, that's his name. He's the one in charge of this uh, civilian military force. And I can just tell you from uh, looking at videos that the citizens there are absolutely terrified of this guy uh, and, and what these guys do because they have top legal authority doing anything they want. They're over and above their uh, uh, legal system. And uh, 
they want to shoot somebody, they can shoot them, and that's it. There's no report, no nothing. People over there are terrified of this group. And if people want to follow up, uh, Brass Balls, just like it sounds, dot blog is the, uh, and Harry is well known for just sources, 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 link, 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 very well sourced information. Uh, if you want to check out his, his, his blog. Thanks, George. You and uh, John O'Loughlin McDuff have uh, been my biggest supporters over the years, so I appreciate it very much. We have a lot of the same uh, same viewers and, viewers and readers, so thank you very much. Well, and Harry, I know I've been with you in Strongsville many times, three or four times now, and I know you followed this FBI story, which is the FBI kind of took Ohio politics by the scruff of the neck and starting with George Bush and has been running Ohio politics, at least from the Republican side, through all these sort of operations, uh, child trafficking operations, mainly through Strongsville and other operations. And they seem to be able to clear out the local prosecutors anytime one of their informants finally gets prosecuted. It seems like every time one of their informants goes up in front of a judge, the judge is fired and everybody else. <laughs> well, that, that's just typical. And, and, and don't forget about the drugs and the arms and uh, Kolomoisky. Ehor Kolomoisky is also based in Cleveland. His son played for the, the college basketball team, Cleveland State. Cleveland oh, State. my God. And then yeah. we, also, we also have somebody Tommy's interviewed six or seven times, Ken Alabeck is in um out there near warren ohio i think he's out in solon ohio close to warren that's close to me that's close to me yeah where he has bio uh where he used to run bio prep rat ten thousand people running a bio weapons operation is nothing to sneeze at literally um and he is doing bio fermenting out there in ohio so that's always fun he did but bio prep rat was thousand the soviet union right Right, right. Yeah, he. Not I'm saying, yeah, yeah, not in Ohio. I'm, I'm not saying he's yeah. running those operations in Ohio. Yeah. I just, I'm saying that it is interesting how Kolomoisky's Cole, old steel plant in Warren, Ohio is so close to Solon. I don't know what kind of deal they got going with the FBI, but there's an informant, George. Kolomoisky is one of their informants. I have to believe that to be true, and I believe he's protected. I, he's been protected. And he's still protected. You know, the Justice Department comes out and, oh, we're taking away this property. We're seizing this property. Well, let's see. If, that, if I got a $1,000 bill in my pocket and I lose a penny, am I going to bend over and pick it up? No. I don't, I don't think so. <laughs> well, Tolomoisky has a lot more than uh, $1,000 in his pocket. He buys and sells billion-dollar banks like you and I change our socks, George. Uh this, this guy runs Ukraine. Uh, the government there has nothing to do with Ukrainian people. Uh, that uh, war was started in 2014 by NATO. It's right on their website. If, you, if people would just care to, to look at that. Uh, this, this is not what it seems to be a, a, a big fight with Russia. It's a NATO war. And... Uh, it just adds to places like Benghazi and all these other places that, uh, oh, and uh, uh, I posted a story within the last few days about uh, NATO's admitting that they're expanding into uh, Asia Pacific. And uh, some of the countries are uh, Australia, uh, Singapore, Japan, Indonesia. And there's a couple other countries that I just can't think, but, but they're but they're itemizing my story on it. And uh, the source is the is NATO. They're on video admitting that they're, they have meetings in Madrid about it admitting it. Yeah, uh, I have on your page it's uh, from the NATO from the NATO Secretary General's press conference at NATO summit in Madrid on June 29th, 2022. The NATO expansion plans includes the countries of Australia. Indonesia, Japan, Korea, and New Zealand. And the source, yes, the source is NATO. And and that's just the ones that they've admitted. Yeah. I mean, and they admit that. 
And uh, people have to realize that that NATO uh, was founded, I think it was in 1947, 1949, really to take out Russia. And it's evolved to be just a, a money laundering uh, device uh, between generals of all these different countries, you know, using uh, weapons and wars as a, an excuse to get uh, uh, money out of governments to provide it, and then the money never goes for these things. It, it goes right into their pockets. That's basically what it amounts to, like Afghanistan, the perfect example of it, and that's another NATO war that NATO admits to. Yeah, it so, was ISAF, the International Security Force, that uh, Mike Flynn and David Petraeus ran um, if in, in Afghanistan and Iraq, I believe. Um, if you want to give me permission to share my screen, Tommy, I will yeah. put up the, um, the blog that we all talk about, um, brassballs.blog, and you'll see what I'm talking about. You have a very shocking picture right at the top of the blog. You have Hillary Clinton and the words underneath, Madam President. Oh, uh, hold on. Well, All right. that, was from, that was from Newsweek before the election in November of 2016, and basically I kept that story. Uh, I kept that photo, and uh, basically there's there's absolutely nothing. Uh, I think the most shocking ones, the one below, were uh, Hillary's right next to uh, UN uh, uh, Chief uh, Michelle Bachelet, and uh, you ran that story when I, I showed you some of the pictures of the uh, blackberries that uh, about a hundred uh, blackberries that Hillary brought in so they can they can uh, conduct covert operations and launder money through Chile when uh, Bachelet was president down there. It's just one thing after another, never ends. George, you're you're muted. What I loved about the Bachelet story is there's nothing Argentinian about Bachelet, even her name. <laughs> she, she, she did learn to speak Spanish. but She knows French, too. Oh, she knows French, but she knows German, too. And Yep, she sure does. That's where she's from. And, and it's just like, I mean, you don't want to think that these are all the Nazi scientist kids that go down and take over a puppet government and use all the country's resources to push their Nazi weird science projects. But she's the one who has all the encrypted blackberries that she wants to hand out to all these different paramilitary organizations that want to come in and do policing in the United States. Harry did a great story on this, how they wanted to how they invoked Article 5 with this Chaz and Chop and how they brought these mercenary forces in. They were coming in on Kelly services. Uh, you know, yep. I thought Kelly services were you needed somebody to type up the manuscript. No, no, no. Uh, we're going to bring in all the best of the bios that we used in uh, overthrowing governments in Chile and Argentina. And now we're going to bring them to a neighborhood near you. And Paul Wellen worked for her. He was in charge of security, international security for uh, Kelly Services at that time before he went over to Russia recruiting uh, snipers. That's right. And Dave, uh, Dave Underdown took me to their headquarters, I think in uh, Warren, Michigan or Birmingham, Birmingham maybe. Uh, but yes, we went right to the headquarters. No, on Novi or something. It might have been Novi. Novi, Novi, Michigan. He was from. Yeah. So he was right there. Uh, they were using the last dregs of Kmart. Uh, I think, was it Kmart or was it uh, Kelly? I, I get the two confused because they were so close together there in Michigan. They were using Kelly services as the cover for hiring all these spy girls, putting people in embassies, uh, diplomatic security services, training for armed diplomatic security services missions. I mean, these aren't your normal temps. Um, anyway, uh, let's keep going through your, I don't know if you can see your, uh, our session or not, or, or I'll just describe to you what's on the screen. Yeah, just describe to me. That's fine. This next set is there's three pictures. One, you got a Medicare story. Then you have a U.S. is training U.N. troops to quell riots on November 8th elections. And then you've got Flynn's mission. Uh, is to defend WHO's biolabs in Indonesia. 
Yep. That's a tip from Jeffrey Prather, and I was able to uh, put 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 a lot of it together. And you could go down. Uh, I think the uh, third third uh, image down is uh, one, two, three, four, five different locations where the Red Cross uh, was. They were taking samples from Indonesian people without permission of the government, and uh, r running it for all kinds of things. Uh, Unfortunately, the Red Cross is, 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 is part of this too. And uh, our friend Mark Kulak's over at Housatonic ITS ran all kinds of stories on how the Red Cross uh, and, and the blood work was compromised in order to uh, promote uh, bioweapons through, throughout the country and throughout the world. So uh, trying to verify where the locations are now, but uh, oh yeah, there's, there's Indonesia. Go down further on that story, and there, there's the Indonesian uh, civil force there with the uh, UN blue hats. Oh gosh! And the date on this is uh, July 27th. What's that? Two weeks ago? Jeez, oh man! And the source is the Pentagon. Uh, that David's Hub is basically uh, a, a, a website of the uh, Department of Defense. Wherever they uh, go, they take uh, photos, they put it on and brag about all the different missions they run. Uh, I think they might be changing their format uh, after I'm putting them, that's where I'm getting a lot of my sources and I don't know why they keep on publishing it because it just keeps on verifying my stories. Um, Tommy, I don't know if you want me just to keep going through, but I see. Oh, yeah, keep doing whatever. I'm, I'm, I'm enjoying watching. I'm listening to you too. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I, I see three more pictures, Harry, here that I know it's probably your favorite uh, Albanian money changer and uh, NGO financier. I mean, I can't name a whole lot of Albanian. I met a couple of Albanians in the elevator in Miami at the Trump trial, by the way. Um, George Soros, George Soros, George Soros. If you were playing a slot machine, I don't know what you'd win if you came up with three George Soroses, but you've got three George Soroses across the board here, like uh, like those cherries that come up at Las Vegas. He's behind a lot of this. I mean, uh I was trying to find all these other things, and so is Bill Gates. And Bill Gates is right in the middle of the uh, uh, Indonesia and their development of their vaccines. And uh, there's plenty of pictures from uh, the media sources from Indonesia that uh, he's with the top people in the government there. And I got photos of it, and uh, the sources are from Indonesia. So he's been there. So what's the what's the significance of them training the the foreign sources to come? And def, is that the end goal to defund the police in the United States and then bring in foreign powers to uh, basically control quadrants of the United States? Is that kind of the big picture you guys are talking about? Yes, but they can also use our uh, uh, National Guard too, because the National Guard basically is a function of our Pentagon. Mm -hmm. Uh, it's just an extension. It, they're not uh, a state militia representing the people of the state. They represent the uh, Pentagon. But you nailed it. Now, then, is this just a contingency plan, or is this something that they're actively trying to carry out? Uh, they've been having this exercise in uh, Indonesia since 2009, and the source is NATO. It's in my story. And uh, people want to say, well, what's what's so important about Indonesia? It's the fourth largest population in the world. Uh, and if you're looking at the Pacific Ocean and the, and the uh, uh, sea trade routes, they control the Strait of Malacca, which is, a, is only 1.7 miles between Indonesia and Malaysia. And that's where 80% of China's oil reserves when they import them that's where it's coming out of that that uh that's straight so if you want to put the squeeze on china 
just just put a blockade, block all that stuff, and uh, you'll put a definite uh, crimp in the in the Chinese military by blocking that street. So if if you look at this map, I didn't realize how important the military uh, location is. It's just similar to uh, Turkey and uh, between Asia and Europe. To get from one place to another, you got to go through Turkey. And that's why strategically that's the most important country to be able to get your uh, air force through. Yeah. George, your thoughts. Yeah. I think Harry's talking. I don't know if you can see my pointer or not. Yeah. 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 But, but this is the Strait of Malacca here. And you may remember this. Uh, well, well, there's a whole bunch of stories that we've done. First of all, uh, Macduff, I think of Macduff with his father being working for MacArthur and, you know, Seventh Fleet touring around here. And the Rockefellers found, I think, up here um, near the, it wasn't the Totenkopf because that's the uh, devil's head for the Nazis, but it was the, the something cough, uh, the, maybe the, the Schwarzkopf or something but the 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 black head was the oil was so so pure that they didn't even need to refine it sort of like the shinkalobwe uranium it was so pure they didn't even have to refine the uranium so that's why the rockefellers were interested in this strait but go back in history right over here on this side of the straits of malacca of course is where the british East India Company was uh, on the eastern right. side, and that's where all of your opium came all from. the drugs and came down here, and then of course went up into Kowloon and Canton, and ended up creating for the British East India Company one little city in China called Hong Kong. <laughs> There, by the way, Blackwater has a spy training school. Really? Yes, yes, a big spy training school. Um, and guess who runs that spy training school? Our good friend, uh, who uh, is such a fair-haired boy, Eric Prince. Eric Prince. I know, and he has yet to respond to my emails. I don't think he's going to come on. You get some hey, great. That's all you can do. Good, good for you, Tommy. All you can do is try. <laughs> I've you tried. get some great guests. Yeah, but uh, Eric Prince doesn't want to be one of them. I've tried over the years several times, and he's not interested. You no, know, you got Malone so many times that you know. I think he lives with you. I mean, it's twelve, thirteen or so interviews you've had with Malone. I think, I think I've broke ten now. <laughs> yeah. Um, and the other one that I love seeing with you is um, Dr. McCullough. Yeah, I love him. Yeah, he's great. Uh, he just seems to have new information every time he's on the show with you. So I love I love all the great guests you have. Thank you. Have you have you had Harry before? I have not. This is the first one. Oh my my! You've made it to the big time now. I have. Here we go. Uh, just stay away from the Brown scouting report. That's my only w word of warning with you is. <laughs> Stay Why? away from Brown's scouting report. <laughs> Why? Well, because you'll find that the fourth linebacker that they drafted last year can run a four-eight forty-yard dash, and that's going to take the Cleveland Browns to the Super Bowl. <laughs> and it's not going to take the Cleveland Browns to the Super Bowl. They're going to be better this year, <laughs> but it's not going to be the whole thing. Anyway. Um, Harry, I, I love your stuff because you're, you you do your blog like I do. Lots of pictures to prove, you know, inline proof. Every step of the way, you know, the maps, uh, the article reprints. Um, and, and then you do a lot more links than I do. I need to learn from you on the links. But everything is so well referenced and so well sourced. I get a lot of help. Uh, I get help from a lot, lot of our readers, and uh, every story has a different set of uh, references and sources. So I don't, uh, uh, I don't assume. I don't use really the same source more than once. And I get a lot of press releases. I got get a lot of good stories sent to me by the UN, by the Pentagon, 
by the World Health Organization. So when they have another meeting to pass a treaty, I'm on their media list, George. <laughs> and I get it a week in advance. As long as I don't uh, write an article and post it before their publication date, I'm fine. But I'll have the story ready to go so that uh, at, at 12.01 a.m. on that date that I can release it, it's on the Internet. Well, Harry, I'm looking at a very comforting story uh, about IRS agents using deadly force. And they, uh, Joe Biden has, it looks like, uh, gone to the trouble of hiring, it looks like either 67,000 or 87,000. 87, yeah. And um, rather than bore them with a lot of pencil pushing, they've gone right to deadly force, it looks like here in your article. <laughs> well, uh, I, I just want to, I just want to inform your audience that all these people are not going to be trained with arms. All right. Right now, they've got anywhere from 1,800 to 2,000. I think the IRS and MISTI have 2,000 agents. I wouldn't, ex now, this is my opinion, not based on anything, but they're not going to train these, uh, these new 78,000 or whatever the number of agents. They're not going to get, you know, weapons, gear, and stuff like that. I think there's going to be another couple thousand. But uh, uh, I remember a case that uh, uh, involved uh, Browns owner Jimmy Haslam in Knoxville. Uh, his headquarters and the homes of his three chief executives uh, back years back, this is going back to uh, 2013, they had 500 special agents from around the country to execute the uh, evidence warrants. It took them three days to get through it all. They thought it'd be 24 hours and out. It took them three days. And they were pulling people from uh, every state in the country in order to do this. I don't know how they pulled it off without people knowing about it, but they did. But, uh, you know, that's the power of the IRS. The, the power to tax is the power to destroy. And one of our Supreme Court justices wrote that. I don't know which one, but uh, maybe that's why I had a hard time in law school. But, uh Anyway, uh, you've got video and pictures from the IRS on this program. So it's a real story. And uh, matter of fact, there's a uh, state university in Utah, and Utah keeps on coming up all the time, George. You identified this several years back. But uh, now this is a real university, Dixie State University. This was back in March. And uh, the, the IRS was recruiting uh, uh, criminal uh, investigators to go into the uh, uh, armed uh, services special agents. So now besides the FBI, uh, I know you have special agents uh, working for the IRS and uh, you have a few working for the uh, Atomic Energy Commission too. And uh, oh boy, I mean, Instead of uh, taxing the rich, they seem to be taxing the poor all the time. I don't know. Is that the way it works? They passed an Inflation Act, and all it was was a series of taxes. Now, from economics classes, I always was taught that uh, you want to increase inflation, increase taxes. <laughs> That's exactly what happened. The more, more you tax, the less money people have to spend, the less money can be spent on uh, new machinery, uh, hiring people to fill the jobs. Uh, it just makes, well, it's a political agenda, and uh, because it's an agenda, it doesn't have to make sense because a certain parties in charge of everything. So unless people come out and vote on November 8th, it's not going to change, folks. you got to vote for somebody else. Well, Harry, let's move to a more comforting story. Um, you've got a story here about Hillary Clinton and her historic journey to the White House in 2016. Uh, I think they might have missed that headline a little bit. Uh, but anyway, unless it was the visitor center. But uh, you're making a comment here that Hillary could be appointed president by the United Nations. Now, uh, after the IRS story, Harry, you got to explain that one. 
Well, people, people don't realize that the, uh, the Biden administration has already turned over the Justice Department uh, to the United Nations. Uh, they basically, uh, our legal system now is run by the uh, uh, UN Treaty uh, and uh, Bill of Human Rights, which is just the opposite of our Constitution. And uh, if they can control, oh, and uh, our military uh, has also been uh, turned over to the United Nations through and, and to NATO. If you look at the stories I did a couple of years back on the uh, Norfolk Naval Base, uh, all the press releases from the United States, United Nations, the city of Norfolk, that is now controlled by a French general and uh, overseas. And uh, we uh, basically the, the uh, U.S. Navy has surrendered to NATO, so now NATO's in control of that port. So I don't think there's much of a leap to think that they can appoint a president, too, if they can do all this other stuff. So uh, I'm looking for that story. I remember when you said this thing about Norfolk, and I, I did a lot of work down in Norfolk uh, on a NATO uh, program called the Washington um, the, the Washington NATO project, which seemed to be kind of their dirty tricks stuff that they didn't want to put in, in their common uh, publications. But uh, I'm looking for that story right now. I saw it earlier. Uh, but Well, here, here's just what you do, George. You go on uh, brassballs.blog, the upper top, top right-hand corner, there's a magnifying glass. There's a circle pointed to the bottom right. Hit that circle, put one word, put NATO in there. Okay, and it should pop up. Are it you, should pop up. You, no, wrong, wrong. Oh, go, go back, George. The the magnifying glass is on the page to the right over there. Yeah, you can closer to your right. Keep going oh. to the right. Nope, down. Oh, I see. It's because uh, um, the camera, uh, the way I have the camera set up, it's oh. it was blocking it. Okay, right there. Uh, Harry, I thought you were pulling my leg there for a second, but I I now know that you were telling me the truth. So now you, you say well, well, that's why I write this stuff, George, because because uh, I forget this stuff. No, it's you a beautiful story. So I'm I'm now trying to hit the NATO and for, yeah, there we go. There's several NATO stories that come up. One is Congress. Yeah, there's a couple dozen. <laughs> yeah, Congress voted about ten. About uh, 10 stories down, you got the uh, banner when you go to the Norfolk International Airport. Welcome to Norfolk. NATO's home in North America, and it's still up. Yeah, what's this? U.S. Navy Carrier Strike Group surrenders its command to NATO. And it's run by, uh, oh, and the North Atlantic Council picked a new general. That's some trick, isn't George Soros? Didn't he set that organization up? Wow. That, uh, so you're saying that the carrier group, which is, which carrier is it, Tommy? The USS Truman. USS, it's the Truman Carrier Strike Group. Is now yeah, that's one of them. An, under a NATO flag. Well, it does sort of feel like we're in the Truman Show sometimes, doesn't it? I, there's, the old CIA joke used to be every president since FDR has been the Truman Show. So, oh, you know, talking about their control over the White House, but I don't want to be one of those cynics. But um, I wonder why I can't play this video. Well, here we go. Can you hear that, Tommy? Yeah. So just handing over 
aircraft carriers to NATO? <laughs> uh, I think there's a lot of truth in what Harry was saying there. I mean, NATO's own video said basically what Harry said. Um, yeah. Yeah. People have to remember, I don't think anybody really cares about, about my opinion. Uh, you know, you have, uh, anyone can, can uh, you know, they got a right to say all oh, this stuff's a bunch of bunk, but take a look at the sources. Yeah. If I talk about NATO, I am NATO as the source. There you go. If I talk about Hillary Clinton's lawyer taking over the post office so he can run the election strike team to rig the election for November 8th, well, I've got Mark Elias, the attorney for Hillary Clinton, saying that. Oh, and no. the U.S. Post Office. Yeah. No, no. no that was that uh, put out July 31st. I'm going to go ahead and use this handy-dandy search engine that I've never used before, Harry, and I've gone to your site a million times. So you've taught me something. E-L-I-A-S. It should come up. I know him well because I went toe-to-toe with Mark Elias and uh, our good friends uh, over there at the DNC law firm, and he wanted to sanction me with Rule 11 sanctions. Um, And, of course, the judge turned that away and said, no, no, this, this, this intervener is looking out for the interests of America. Anyway, I didn't get to intervene, but I didn't get sanctioned either. Um, but uh, let's see, I've hit post office and it's not coming up. So I'm going to do something else. No, uh, you have to use one word, George. Hit a, this put enter Elias, E-L-I-A-S. I got it. Mark Elias, of course, is with the election firm of Perkins Coie, the same people who brought you the Trump raid a, a few weeks ago. And, of course, Sussman did the hoax the Alpha Bank hoax, trying to make it look like Trump's bank was communicating with a Russian bank. Of course, Elias does the the. Elias the, is no longer works for Perkins Coe. He has his law, own law firm, I think, in Virginia. I got the website marked in the story, but. Uh, but he was your uh, favorite he, that did the Steele dossier. Steele dossier. Yes. And yeah. the DNC. He was responsible for it. He paid for $12.4 million, and there's a press release from his old law firm admitting it. So I got Hillary's lawyer to control the election strike team. This is going to warm the cockles, Harry, the cockles of everyone's heart, uh, knowing that such capable hands here that Mark Elias is going to be running a strike force to, it sounds like a fire, uh, quick response team that if there's a, (laughs) a brush fire somewhere that they could fly these guys in. And if there's any election irregularity, is that kind of what we're talking about here? <laughs> well, I think the U S postal service also has special agents. So not only can you uh, put in as many uh, uh, fake mail in ballots as you want, they can enforce it by, by force. Well, everyone thinks there's going to be another rollout of Corona or Zika or monkeypox or something that forces uh, the DNC to go from 2,000 mules to 4,000 mules. So a lot of people I know are buying mules. Um, (laughs) What do you think about this upcoming election? Do you think all you need is one Mark Elias with a strike force? What is this, a strike force intervention team? Uh, Election strike Uh, force. They... uh... Nothing has happened since uh, 2016 to prevent election fraud. So now this this is my opinion, not based on anything, but uh, uh, I don't see how the the vote's going to change. This will be the first time in uh, U.S. history that uh, uh, a a sitting party in the White House uh, increased their lead in both the House and the Senate, which just confirms that it's fraud. Hmm. Interesting. Well, you got a lot of votes. Yeah. You know, I vo- I'll vote. I'm not going to pass that up. People died to, to save my right to vote. Uh, and uh, I wish people that decide, oh, there's nothing, nothing can happen. Well, then, if you don't think anything can happen, then run to uh, call your local county board of elections, get petitions for uh, to become a um, precinct committeeman. And, uh, 
you get enough of, of, of people like uh, you and I as, as uh, precinct committee men, then we can pick the candidates rather than uh, a closed door with a bunch of cigar smokers in there. Uh, and that'll change our system overnight. But people have to realize what kind of power they have and exercise it. Excellent. Well, Tommy, I uh, basically took up your whole hour. Uh, didn't let you talk on your own show. So could no, you? I know. I've no. I'm thoroughly enjoying listening to you two back, go back and forth. <laughs> okay. Well, um, if you had any form of uh, intestinal discomfort before this show. Um, you probably are not still watching. Uh, you've you've been drugged behind the proverbial pickup truck down a very nasty gravel road with uh, IRS agents losing our carriers to NATO. Let's see what else. Uh, the election strike force. Wow, that sounds aggressive. Deadly force being trained on the IRS. Let's see. Michelle Bachelet with military encryption uh, training foreign mercenaries to become our new police officers, Charlie Flynn. Um, let's see, what did I miss? Um, a pretty, a pretty, uh, oh, the, uh, the bioweapons in Indonesia and also the, uh, making of vaccines. And, uh, uh, there's some signs that, uh, there's going to be some organ har- harvesting in, uh, Indonesia in some clandestine locations. Don't have verification of that yet, but, uh, I heard they that were supposed story. to be in a joint venture with uh, Mayo Clinic, and then I contacted Mayo Clinic, and they said they don't know anything about it, but that doesn't mean Indonesia still can't go along with it. So who knows? Okay, Harry, I'm gonna I'm gonna pry one puppy story out of you, and don't give me the beagle story where they were trying to bite the ears of the beagles, uh, testing those fleas, sand fleas, or whatever they were testing. Let's hear it. Let's hear your positive final story or or tommy may finish on a different one talk to me about the new mascot coming out this year for the cleveland browns what can we look forward to seeing in the pound in the dog pound george i'm gonna disappoint you i haven't followed that story at all i saw i saw a youtube video on the on the browns website that uh, uh they got some kind of uh a club for, for dog owners, but I don't know anything about the story. I have no details. And uh, for those that are interested, clevelandbrowns.com. So sorry, George, I don't know anything about that one. Okay. Well, I, I, I wanted to finish off here and show people uh, that we can finish on a happy note. I've got all the pictures of the different Browns. I'm going to go for all the different mascots here. And this is really for Andy Dabala more than any, anything else. Um, but yeah, it looks like a fun. I love a team that uses the dogs because you can wolf like a dog and you can take pictures of your dog and selfie your dog. If you have a lion or a tiger, <laughs> it's really hard to participate and dress your dog up in a, you know, in a, in a Jersey. So that's kind of the fun side of this. So. Yes, sorry, sorry, you can't use that uh, Baker Mayfield sweatshirt that I sent you anymore. Yeah, I love that uh, brownies jersey that you gave me, Harry. Thank you so much. But look at this; somebody has painted there. I, Tommy, is it okay if I do a little soft story here? Yeah, yeah I don't care <laughs> because I want people to know that it's if you if it ever gets overwhelming with sixty-eight thousand or eighty-eight thousand IRS deadly force. What is this dog's name? Swagger. They've trained this dog. They painted it in orange and brown, Harry, his whole dog house, a huge dog house in his backyard. And let's see, let's bring in a couple more brownies uh, dogs here. People have selfied their dogs and dressed them up in these jerseys in the dog pound. It looks like a pit bull or a bull terrier as is the uh, mascot. Not sure. Yeah. Well, I, it's a, it's, it's, I think it's a, it's, it's a, it's a bulldog. I think at least the Swagger. official one. Swagger is his name. Yeah. yeah look at him. He looks yeah. Good. Oh, and they're they, a bulldog. They spray him. Oh, here's the armed forces. So anyway, I wanted to leave it there. If we don't win the Super Bowl, I'm from Cleveland, as everybody probably knows. Maybe they don't. So I'm right there with Harry every step of the way on the, with the brownies. Uh, but I thought I would end it. 
the show here with a little bit of happiness. All dogs. Guys in control, George. Guys in control. I'm not. That's why I keep writing this stuff. I have no. That's why I, I, I can keep my sanity. I just do what I can do, and more and more people are realizing what's going on and waking up, and uh, eventually it'll turn it around. I don't know when. I don't know how. Precinct committee men, please get the petitions. And, and uh, uh, I know in uh, Cleveland, I think you needed 25 to get on the ballot. It's a lot less than the two or 3,000 I needed to run for city council on the school board. So uh, sign up today and make a difference on the local party level. That's 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 the grassroots where it's, where it's at. Now, I'm seeing an image here. I, I wonder, I, you know, there's a picture of Swagger in front of the Parliament House in London. Uh, uh, the, the Browns played the game there last year, so that's that's probably a valid picture, George. Okay, so the Browns played a picture in London last year, and there's a movie out there called Unlocked. You're not going to believe this, but the the theme is that they spray American football players at the game, at one of these NFL exhibition games, in order for them to bring back a new really? novel. Yes, it's called Unlocked. A new virus? A yes. new virus. No way. Yes, it's called Unlocked. Yeah. And I, it, it, Wembley Stadium is where they play. Uh, so, so it would be interesting to see. It's Twickenham, it looks like, where they played this one. But um, that's the plot. And that was a 2017. Well, it's 2019, where it really happened, but the movie unlocked was 2017. Oh God! <laughs> so, but oh, it gets was... worse than that. It, uh, Italy, uh, Milan, Italy, where a lot of these uh, uh, Chinese uh, garment factories are at, they spray them before they put them in the plastic bags. So you get a brand new uh, uniform, you put it on, you're automatically doused with a new virus. Well, George that, covered that. He was, the, he was the first one to break that one. Well, I covered the fact that this one town in Milan, you know, they have a lot of high-end goods, you know, Gucci and Fendi and all that in this area. And I went to some of the near the factory towns when I went to Italy this summer. And there are a lot of Chinese immigrants that did get do the Im- uniforms for the Wuhan military games in 2019, October. And they went over in September. And we have a lot of reports of outbreaks in that area in September in Italy, and then they all get on a plane, and then we have outbreaks in Wuhan when they get off the plane. So, um, and they and then when the NATO troops come back from their missions in Europe and China, they bring it back. Well, and you covered 20,000 troops at a time. And you covered that. There was a, a even though there was yep. COVID, you covered a story where it was Defender, I think was the name of the, the right, sure operation. was. And 20,000 U.S. troops during the middle of COVID brought it back and sent them over to Europe while they were undergoing the worst spike of COVID. And then they brought them all back. Unbelievable. And the U.N. Yeah. U.N. and NATO uh, uh, up until uh, June of uh, 2020 said that uh, it's not going to interfere with any of our operations. They didn't see COVID as a, as a disease to be concerned about. Well, and the sources, NATO and the UN. It's on my stories. <laughs> Harry, I, I want you to know this, that this show didn't end on a negative note or a, a sad note. We have literally gone through for the last 15 minutes, many, many Cleveland Browns mascots. Now, there are there is this mascot that looks like he came out of a Keebler elf tree. Who is that? That's a brownie. That was the official uh, emblem back from 1946 when uh, the Browns started in the uh, I'm trying to, uh, American football. I can't remember what the what the other conference was before the NFL started. AFL, AFL. I remember it well. AFL. We and uh, it, was, it was it was called something else before the AFL. But in the 50s, uh, as good as Tom Brady is, uh, he, he had a guy in the Hall of Fame called Otto Graham. He won nine straight titles. Nine. For the Cleveland Browns. There you go. Well, that makes me feel good, Harry. And uh, Tommy, thanks for letting me be MC of your show. (laughs) That is great. I enjoyed it. 
Yeah. And hasn't it been kind of fun? I know you're from Maryland and you're probably more interested in snow crabs or, or lobster or something, but I hate seafood, dude. Maryland sucks. (laughs) You live in Maryland. Don't say that. Don't say that. (laughs) Where do you want to move, Tommy? Where do you want to move? I'd like to move to somewhere in new England, I think. Oh, really? Where in new England? I'm not sure. I'm not sure. Somewhere way up far and away. Well, we got room for you in Cleveland. How big's your family? uh, My family's me and George. (laughs) There you Uh, go. We got room, right, George? We got room over here. Well, let's get something on the Canadian border so that, like, if the SDHF and Klaus Schwab really hits, that we can make a quick getaway. How about that? I don't know where there's, you're not getting away to Canada. What are you talking about? They're just yeah, that's bad. Get we'll get to, to Prince Edward Island. Maybe he hasn't heard of uh, vaccine passports yet. Maybe. No, so. we're going to go to Alert Canada, the highest, the most northernmost, the northernmost habitated, uh, habitated town in the world. Really? Oh, yeah. Alert Canada? Alert Canada. It used to be like an NSA outpost. Oh, really? Oh, wow. Yeah, there's a frozen tundra of death. Yeah, okay. I don't think any IRS agents are going to come up there. Okay, well, excellent. Well, uh, Harry, thank you very much. (laughs) Tommy, thank you very much. It's been a fun catching up with (laughs) Cleveland Browns mascots here. (laughs) Harry the Greek, thank you so much for coming on. George George the Webb. Thank you very much. I love to have you two on together again. That was that was fun. That that was a that was kind of a fun dynamic to see you two go at it. But um, we don't go at it. We, no, no, we, no. Uh, work, we work complement together. each other. That's what we I mean. complement each other. Yeah. That's what that's what I mean. Mixed together. I like it. I think it's a I think it's a great mixture. But if you don't mind, I'm gonna have to wrap this one up. I'll put all, all of y'all's uh, info in the description. Because right now I'm about to have on a former FBI SWAT team member who's about to tell, All right, me, his, get him on. tell me his opinion All on right. logo. Who so, is that, Tommy? Don Albrocht. He was on the he was on the FBI SWAT team for like two decades, and he worked on Trump security detail in 2016. Wow! Ask, ask him about that Dayton guy who's a nutcase at Wright State University when he went to the airport and he grabbed Trump's ankle. <laughs> ask him about that one. Okay. Yeah. yeah. All right. All right. Thank you so much, guys. Thanks, Tommy. Thanks, George. Bye-bye.